What's good? Uncle Bobby Bags came to Tucson. He shed some tears on the court, cried about calls. But in the end, it's us. We're the ones that are crying. Well, maybe me. No, I'm kidding. I'm not really crying. This is not the end of the world. Uh, But Bobby Hurley is still crying, but it's tears of joy this time. Desmond Cambridge just saved ASU season and possibly just saved Bobby Hurley's job. It ended in heartbreak, but this was still a really fun game. I'll try my best not to overreact like I want to, but no promises. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to overreact. This, Like I said, this game's not the end of the world. Anyways, cue the music and let's go. All right, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what happened. You're just listening to me, not even to recap it, but to figure out where to go from here. And I'll tell you where we go from here. We're going to start this podcast out with some positivity. So I'm going to bring you up with a couple of stats here just to kind of, yeah, just strap in. Arizona going into this game had won their last five in a row. And ASU's last win came on January 25th, 2020. So if every, you know, three years or so, ASU gets one win on us, it's not the end of the world. We hate it. It's our neighbors up north. We can't stand. But you know what? We hate it. But if you remember that season that we lost, Arizona had Nico Mannion, Josh Green, Zeke Naji. And if you remember, Arizona was up 22 in the first half, and ASU went on a 16-0 run. So, obviously, Arizona was really shaky that season. They started the year 13-6, and and who knows how they would have fared you know, in the tournament that was canceled to COVID. So, why am I telling you that depressing info? So that I can tell you the good stats that Arizona leads this series with 74 wins, and ASU now has 43. They had 42, but that's still a big gap right there. Now, let's compare the two schools for just a second. Arizona was founded in 1904, ASU in 1911, so losers come in last, even back then. NCAA championships. Arizona has one, ASU has none. Final fours, Arizona has four, and ASU again has none. It gets better. Tournament appearances. Arizona has 35 and ASU has 16. So, Cats more than doubled. There's there. Conference championships. Arizona has 29 and ASU has 8. Arizona has more than triple what they've got. Now, here's my favorite. The conference tournament championships. Arizona has 8. And ASU has none. Even in football, Arizona leads the all-time series with 50 wins. ASU with 46 wins. The bottom line, no matter which way you spin it, no matter which way the three-quarter court heave falls, if you take away one thing from this podcast, let it be this. Arizona 
is the Alpha School. They are the better program all the way around in basketball and at this stage, obviously, in football as well. Football kind of varies, but basketball, it's always Arizona. So that's why this one hurts today. And going into this game, ASU was 0 of 29 when they're unranked playing a ranked team in Tucson. And ASU completely ruined our senior day. So I just want to sound like Bill Walton for a second and say, thank you, Cedric Henderson. Thank you, Courtney Ramey. Thank you, Matthew Lang. And thank you, Jordan Maines, for being Wildcats. And congratulations to those four men. And Tommy Lloyd, he is as classy as it gets, putting in Matthew Lang and Jordan Maines in the starting lineup. Because no coach does that. And I love it. And did they impact the game? They absolutely did. Jordan Maines had, you know, a rebound and a bucket. And we'll take that. Um, Matthew Lang even had a rebound. So shout out to those guys. And then you have Arizona State, who started off this game basically hitting whatever they wanted. Not only were they hitting just, you know, everything in the sun, but they were pressing pretty much the whole game. They were super pesky. And this game was physical during certain stretches. And Arizona even defended pretty well um, in the first half, mind you, even resorting to zone defense at one point. And Pella Larson had himself the first half. He hit multiple threes and he had two trips to the free throw line. And then you had every shot at the rim. Uh, ASU basically had three guys going up to block it and they were desperate. The, the more desperate team won today. And that's, that's I'm not going to sit here and just compliment ASU, but they were the better team in this game. They were, even though that shot, you know, is a heave. And if it misses, obviously Arizona wins. We'll get to everything later. Just bear with me here. And then you had the Cedric Henderson three to end the first half. I thought that was huge um, going into halftime. And then coming right out of halftime, you got Courtney Ramey, who put us on his back for a couple possessions with two threes right after halftime. And that happened actually against Stanford, if you remember. And, and when he hit that second three, I actually thought of that. I'm like, okay, he, he did that against Stanford. How was this one going to turn out? And good Lord, my God, save the threes till the end of the game, Courtney. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what? Arizona had fight coming right out of halftime. You had those threes, and then you had Ballo with an and one, and the crowd was just going nuts. But much like the whole theme of the whole game, Arizona State had an answer for everything. They were playing like their lives depended on it because essentially, it was. Arizona needed to play with more physicality. Force the refs to call it. Make a statement to ASU that you're not going to get pushed around in your own home. Push them back. Keep them out of the paint. Force them to shoot three-pointers. Because besides defense, this game kind of really came down to free throw shooting. I mean, you had ASU go to the line and take 10 attempts, make six of them, 60%. And then you have Arizona, who shot 34 free throws and hit 23 of them, which is good for 67%. And you got to think to yourself, okay, that's kind of just because Arizona plays a certain style of offense where they take a lot of attempts in the paint. You know, you've got Umar Balo, you've got Tubelis, and if they're not in there, you've got Henderson, etc. 
But in a tournament game, you know, in a neutral site game, you're not going to get as many calls if you're Arizona. And so you just you just need to set the tone, in my opinion. I I really think that ASU pushed Arizona around today just from a physical standpoint. They really did. They're the athletic team. It's not to say Arizona's not. It's just Arizona State is kind of the type of team that Arizona, I don't want to say crumbles against, but Arizona definitely struggles with teams that have very mobile bigs, even though they don't really have big men. I I still feel like uh, obviously Arizona outmatches a team like Arizona State, but for whatever reason, man, Arizona just, they struggle with ASU. They, They somehow always know how to pick us apart, just like they did with uh, getting Umar Balo in foul trouble. And Tubelis, of course, didn't want to join him in foul trouble. And they both got called for stupid over-the-back calls, you know, down the, toward the latter stretch of the game. And I just really think that if you're Arizona, you just need to not take as many three-point attempts as, I, as you were. Like, I get it. If Courtney Ramey's on fire, because he was, he was toying with the Sun Devils today. He could get just about any bucket at any time he wanted it. He was having that kind of game. He shot four of 10 from three, good for 40%. That's a wonderful shooting game. But Arizona needed to stop, like I said, they needed to stop taking all of those threes, work it inside, or if you're going to take a three, work it around the cylinder. Work that offense. Work that Tommy Lloyd magic offense for an open look. Because you'll have to work for it. ASU made Arizona work way harder than they needed to for every bucket. And you still had 88 points. The only problem with that is Arizona State had 89 points. You know, if you're Arizona and you score 88, you're going to beat a lot of teams in college basketball. But obviously not today. And that's where I think the other fault comes into play. The defense. There were so many times in this game that you could see guys just either not closing out as tight as they should have, or you work it inside and your your interior paint defense just was atrocious. Like that last possession with uh, um, before the heave, you had ASU and it was Warren Washington and Tubelis is, is guarding him and they really didn't even pressure him. Like it was one little move and Tubelis kind of went for the swipe on the wrong side and you're never going to get an easier bucket if you're Warren Washington than he got right there. So I thought the defense was absolutely just atrocious down the stretch. They really couldn't get a stop because in the end for Arizona, this was the type of game, if you just got like two or three stops in a row, then this is a win column game. It really is. Arizona didn't even have any blocks in this game while ASU had five. And steals, ASU had nine, but it really felt like Arizona had a ton of them where they just were just blatant miscommunications or somebody wasn't where they were supposed to be or it was just an errant pass. So credit to Arizona State for that one. I think really when it comes down to it, Arizona State was the better team today. They they played like the, the desperate team looking to save their coach's job, looking to get a nice quality win on their resume and they absolutely did that today and it sucks it really sucks but 
for Arizona, this is this is not the end of the world. Like already Joe Lenardi has Arizona down to a three seed from a two seed, which that's whatever. You know what? As long as Arizona still ends up in the West, that's all I care about. I don't want them going to the Midwest. We don't need that. But we'll see. We'll see. Because, okay, you've got the USC game on Thursday, and then you've got the UCLA game on Saturday. I believe it's a late tip-off, like 8 p.m. Arizona time. And Arizona bounces back right away from, from losses. I think they're undefeated coming out of losses. So you're going to have Arizona against a very desperate USC team that's kind of in the same boat as ASU. And, you know, I had some fan on Twitter, you know, trash talking me, basically saying that I don't care about the USC game because I don't. I don't. Arizona just lost. I don't care about the USC game right now. I'm mostly looking forward to that UCLA win. Just am. Arizona needs that. But I think in this scenario, the USC loss outweighs a UCLA loss, even probably a UCLA win um, at this point because Arizona is getting you know more and more quad two losses on their resume, which is just really not good for seeding. USC is a they're a very talented team, and it would be a quality win. Do I think it's a needle moving win for Arizona? I don't at all. I, I really don't. And all of y'all are probably going to disagree with me, but I don't care. I think the UCLA game means more from a confidence perspective. I think if they get that win, they'll have the confidence they need to bounce back after this loss and kind of be able to, you know, take that win, say to themselves, we beat UCLA twice. We can take care of any team we need to, not only in the Pac-12, but honestly the country because UCLA, they're ranked third right now. They've got a three ranking uh, as far as the net rankings go and AP top 25. But if you can say to yourself, we beat those guys twice, then you can run the table in the Pac-12 tournament. You absolutely can. And at that point, it's who are you going to match up with in the tournament? Take that boat when it comes into the harbor. Um, I've never said that before. That was interesting. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Just looking back at this game, this loss was just on Arizona. I mean, they missed a ton of free throws. They defended very poorly down the stretch. They really didn't even get a stop when they needed to. Other than Umar Balo on that, the that was the second to last possession. I'm sorry. I mentioned earlier Tubelas had it on the second to last possession for ASU. It was not. But you know the one I'm talking about where they Warren Washington got right in the paint. It was easy as hell for him to score. But the one where um Umar Balo came in after he, you know, kind of injured his knee and he defended lights out. His switches were good. His feet were moving very fast. I've never really seen him that active defensively and kind of to see him disrupt the play in so many ways. And then they took a, a tough contested three and Umar Balo came right back, switching, got to his man, boxed out, got the rebound. And then there's the notorious free throw attempts. And now I saw a lot of people talking about was Umar Balo better off missing the second free throw? And probably, if I'm being honest, you know, because you got to grab the rebound, there's time ticking, you're further back depending on where it bounces. You know, you got to dribble a couple more times, get it up court. And 
you're probably going to have, you know, the shot very much contested because Arizona was kind of like scrambling. If you noticed on that last play, if you go back and look, so it's Henderson's man and he calls for Larson to switch on him. And Kerr's kind of pushing uh, Pella Larson to move up a little. Larson's sort of backing up because when Desmond Cambridge starts his motion to attempt the shot, there's 2.1 seconds on the shot clock. And I think Larson like thought he was going to come up closer into him and shoot it, that Cambridge was, and not take a essentially a three-quarter court shot, give or take a few feet. Either way, like I mentioned, the defense, it was the story for me that they didn't really pressure ASU. Uh, and the score before, like I mentioned on that Tubelos' Garden War in Washington, was, that was it. I saw that bucket go in and I thought, ASU is really not ever going to go away in this one. And they didn't. Because it was too clean of a look, that, that heave. It was the shot heard around the world. And my God, we are, the next, I'm just, ugh. I'm just thinking the next time Arizona plays ASU, you know what we're going to see? We're going to see a, a replay of that crap. But you know what we're not going to see? We're not going to see replays of over the years how Arizona has just dominated Arizona State because Arizona is just the better team every year in and out, just always the better product on the court. Doesn't matter what Arizona State does or says, you know, you still might not even make the tournament. So, Get your crap together and make this win worth it because you're welcome, you bastards. And you've all been waiting for it. And so here it is. It's our fresh MVP rankings. Even though we had one game this week, it's, it's all you need to see to know who is the, the him of this team. So coming in at number three, we've got Courtney Ramey because at times, like I mentioned, he was just unstoppable where he could get to anywhere he wanted on the court and score basically at will whenever he wanted. And he played about as fluid of a game as anyone in this game, shooting 40% from three. Uh, he had a couple heat checks, but that's okay. Today was your day, Courtney Ramey. And if he and this next guy bring the same kind of intensity offensively, Arizona can beat anybody. But as we learned today, they can also lose to anybody. And the second guy is Cedric Henderson. He had himself a rather nice game with 19 points. He plays so many different positions for Arizona, plays so many different roles. And at stretches, we see him in that small ball lineup where he's essentially a four or five with Tubelis, and they're basically switching roles. And sometimes we'll see the four guard lineup and he'll be the five and they'll swap him for Tubelis. And it doesn't matter what you ask Cedric Henderson to do. He's going to do it, and he's going to do it really well. And that's what I've noticed about him this whole season. And I am, I'm very happy that we've got somebody like him and somebody like Courtney Ramey to kind of be the veterans of this team and help us bounce back from a terrible loss like today and to kind of get our heads straight going into a crucial road trip to the Los Angeles teams. And coming in at number one, I still have Azulis Tubelis. He regains his top spot this week. I shouldn't say still. 
He was second last week. This week, he's won. 17 points, nine rebounds, two assists, but two turnovers to go with it. At times, because of Ballo being in foul trouble, he was the only big man on the floor other than Henderson, basically when they ran the four-guard lineup. So we saw Visar in for stretches too, but he never really got any traction going against ASU. But Tubelis is our rock. We can depend on him, but if that rock ever gets taken out of position sometimes, then you've got to have other guys just kind of step in. And so if we see in the tournament Tubelis just basically score double digits, that's enough to kind of keep whoever we're playing honest. I'm good with that because I didn't have the confidence early on. You know, I'll say like after like December, I didn't have the confidence for what I'm about to say. I'll get to it. But now I have the confidence that Arizona can win a game without Tubelis having an All American game, having a fantastic game but I'll tell you this we definitely need to get Tubella's mom back so that he can just go at will at guys but no back to what I was saying I really think that with Boswell with uh, Courtney Ramey with Kirk Carissa and Pella Larson I think if those four guys just kind of even have somewhat of an average game in a game where the other team's going to take away Tubelis or take away Ballo, one of those two guys. I think that they've kind of come along enough to have the confidence to carry it out, to find a way to win, to will us to the next round. And I don't know who is going to be stepping up, but nobody truly needs to step up. I mean, obviously, we want guys to step up, but I really think Arizona's kind of figured it out and are able to get around winning when our star doesn't have a good game or our next star up doesn't have a good game. So I I have that confidence, but we never want it to truly come to that. With Arizona having just one game this week and the NBA having just resuming on Thursday, the options for Wildest Wildcat this week are just a little limited, but doesn't really matter. I'm giving my man his flowers. Laurie Markkinen, you are the wildest wildcat of the week. So let's recap his week. He made his first All-Star game. And did I watch the All-Star game? You bet your sweet ass I did not. Nobody did. And I'm pretty sure that Verizon commercial with Paul Giamatti as Albert Einstein got better ratings than the NBA All-Star game. That commercial is a travesty to television. But I watched Laurie's highlights and the finisher caught a few alley-oops. One was a half-court lob and he had a nice windmill dunk, even hit a three, finished with 13 points and seven rebounds. But then he played the Thunder, his first game back after the All-Star break. And saying he had a good game would put it mildly. 43 points later on 15 of 28 shooting, he was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. We need him to come to the U of A and teach the team how to shoot some free throws. Three assists also in that overtime win. He was also the guest on the Rosillo podcast. Uh, they did a live taping on the Saturday before on All-Star Weekend. And he even got an apology from Steve Cerruti. So check out that podcast if you want to hear some interesting stuff as 
he even mentioned he was planning on going to Arizona for four years. And then around December of, of his freshman year, he turned into a projected lottery pick. So they were like, yeah, you pretty much got to go. All right. That's the show. Obviously, I want to get some guests on here at some point because I get sick of hearing myself talk. So I can't imagine how you guys feel listening to just me ramble on here. But anyways, I want to give a couple shout outs. I want to give a shout out to the Kings and the Clippers. Uh, They had a crazy game last night where the second highest scoring game ever in NBA history and the Kings fought off the claw, you know, Kawhi Leonard and PG to win it. And I just love watching Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox because I loved watching them at Kentucky. Like they've got such a great chemistry and the fact that they have that in the NBA still is amazing to see because, man, I'll tell you what, Malik Monk, sometimes that dude looks like he could be the best player on the court on any given night or other times he looks like, you know, he's a forgotten six man. Either way, that was a hell of a game. If you haven't seen it, you should check out the highlights. And my last shout out is to my guy, Mark Titus. He's getting his own show with Barstool Sports and you should sub to his YouTube at the Mark Titus show and just a big congrats to him on getting his own show. I will forever miss Titus and Tate because that show is what got me into podcasting. So um, breaks my heart that we won't get another Titus and Tate show. Um, because I love Tate Frazier too. So, but anyways, just a big congratulations to Mark Titus and getting his uh his show at Barstool, which is awesome because he's gonna fit in very well at Barstool Sports because dude's hilarious. So, anyways, go check him out. Go check out his new show and send him a congrats. Anyways, that's the show for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, dealing with uh you know, <laughs> my mood in this podcast. I don't even know how I feel. I'm just so devastated, but like trying to keep hopeful at the same time. Just a just a ridiculous game. He never he'll never hit that shot again. You know, that was 99 out of a hundred times he'll hit that shot. And today, you know, the chips just didn't fall our way. So that's fine. It doesn't matter. Arizona just has their sights set to the Los Angeles schools next week. Anyways, hope you all have just an awesome week. Have a great rest of your weekend. And let's bear down and beat UCLA and USC.